Welcome back to another episode of the Fab Lab Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, fellow fabricators, stone shop owners from across the fruited plain and beyond, like around the world. And if you could see the camera here, I'm pointing to the globe in the background. I guess I'll just make a quick point. For those of you who don't know, you can now watch the Fab Lab Podcast on YouTube. Little plug there. Check out the Fab Lab Podcast on YouTube and you can see me flail my arms and you can see my office and you can see me actually making these recordings. So make sure you check that out. And actually, while I'm on that topic, would you do a couple more things? Would you write a review? If you benefit, if you enjoy, if you appreciate the content that I put out here on the Fab Lab Podcast, would you rate the podcast? Would you write a review? That would be fantastic. I would be so honored. In addition to that, Make sure you visit AaronCrowley.com. That's where you can get in touch with me. You can check out my book, Less Chaos, More Cash. You can even send me a note. Would love to hear from you. So costly mistakes. How do we reduce costly mistakes? Now, there are expenses in the business, cost of goods, cost of sales, cost of doing business. Those are your labor, your materials, your consumables, your rent, your overhead, that kind of thing. Those costs, you can manage those and maybe reduce them a little bit. But where the big progress is made for your bottom line, where you impact the profit the most, is by reducing the mistakes. Now, let me tell you something. I've owned business. I still own two companies. I own a countertop shop for 23 years. I now own an equipment manufacturing company. And I also own a little distribution company. And I can tell you, the costs in a countertop manufacturing facility are unique The margins are below average in the industry, and the costs of mistakes are exponentially higher and more impactful to the bottom line than they are in most other manufacturing businesses and most other industries. I'm just telling you, to run a successful business, it is imperative. It is essential. Fellow fabricator, you got to understand this. I know you do. I just want to help you remember. Because the Fab Lab podcast is all about the business side of fabricating and part of business is generating a profit. Your biggest opportunity to grow your profits is not by doing more work at a lower price. It's by reducing mistakes and boosting your bottom line, working less and making more. And to make that point, mistakes in the countertop fabrication and installation business are so unusually high, it bears focus, it bears repeating, it bears mention, it bears spending some time understanding what those costs are, the different types of costs that exist in the business, and what can be done to reduce them. And so we're going to talk about that in this episode of the Fab Lab Podcast. But before we do, I want to mention a word from our sponsor. You probably know that the labor pool is a little different these days. We hear this all the time. I cannot find installers. I want to ask you a question. How many of you fabricators out there have highly skilled, highly qualified installers showing up at your door and applying for install positions? When was the last time you had a highly skilled installer knock on the door, fill out an application and say, hey, are you hiring? If you're like most people in the last month, six months, 12 months, it's not happening very often. So what does this mean for you? Well, number one, you're not alone. Everybody we're talking to says they can't find installer. But it begs a bigger question. If nobody is applying for those positions, what happens to your business if you lose one of the installers you currently have right now? Let's say to an injury. What would that co- talk about costly mistakes? What would that cost your business if your best installer couldn't show up tomorrow? Who would replace them? Who would do that work? What would that do to your schedule? What would that do to your profits? What would it cost you to find that person's replacement? 
Whoa, that's a pretty staggering thought when you stop and think about it. And so I just want to encourage you, fellow fabricator, stone shop owner, if you have highly skilled installers that you want to keep so that you don't have to find their replacement, might I suggest visiting noliftsystem.com. I'm sure you've heard of the NoLift system. I'm sure you've seen the yellow cart that lifts and tilts. It's phenomenal. And it is the single best way for you to not only reduce the prospect of an injury that would prevent your highly skilled installers from coming to work tomorrow, it'll also make your installs faster. It'll also prevent you from breaking more countertops, which is a topic we're going to talk about today on the Fab Lab Podcast. So fellow fabricator, stone shop owner, if you don't have a NoLift install system for your installers, Head on over to noliftsystem.com. Check them out. You can go to YouTube there. They have over 100 videos on the yellow cart that lifts and rotates. You got to check it out. Now, back to our topic today, reducing costly mistakes. The margins are so low in the countertop industry. Costs are so high. Mistakes are so unbelievably expensive. And yet, here's the other irony that compounds this fact. There are so many variables in custom countertop manufacturing that the, the, the opportunity for mistakes is just, it's, it's every stage of the process. And there are so many of them and the variables change so often from job to job because every job is custom. Different material, different type of material, different color of material, different shape of the countertop, different location, different type of customer, different access, different backsplash, different edge, different sink, different stove, different configuration, different thickness. It, it, you, you couldn't list all the variables. And so countertop manufacturing is an industry with low margins, but to be profitable and to be more profitable, we've got to, we got to understand these costs, number one, fully. So we understand our need, the need for us to understand a way to reduce them. And so we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about three different aspects of mistakes we're going to talk about oversights, we're going to talk about mistakes themselves, and then we're going to talk about remakes. So let's talk about oversights and what the impact is to your business. Now, an oversight would be something like this. The salesperson forgets to talk to the customer about the edge detail selection. It's not determined. So the measure up tech gets there, the customer's not there, and there's nobody to make the determination on what is the edge detail, edge detail going to be. That job gets delayed. It is drag on the operation. Here's another one piece of information isn't communicated. There's tile going on the countertops in the kitchen, but it's a slab backsplash going in in the powder vanity. For whatever reason, that little oversight isn't noted. It isn't communicated. The counters are cut. The work order says it's tile backsplash everywhere. The backsplash that could have gone on the vanity goes in the dumpster. Now the customer's not happy and you're like, oh, great. Then you've got the remnant question. Customer wants the remnant, perhaps. Then you've got templates. Center line of the cabinet isn't caught at the template. So now here we are. Guys are going to put the CAD in there. They're going to put the sink into the template and they realize they don't have an overhang. Now somebody's got to go back to that job site. You've got three different overhangs, but they're not listed on the template or the work order. So the installers are out on site and they're like, what is it? Is it 12 inches? Is it an inch and a half? Is it an inch? We can't make heads or tails. So they got to stop. They got to call. They got to wonder. They got to slow down. Perhaps the Sawyer puts the countertop in the wrong order on the cart. First countertop that needs to go on the machine is the one with the sink cut out, but it's the first one to go on the cart and it gets buried. Now you've got somebody who's having to dig and double handle, triple handle those countertops. Those oversights, things like that. Here's another one. Installers get to the site. It's granite. It's a porous granite. And they're asking the question, you know what? There's no notes anywhere that demonstrates whether or not this got sealed or not. I don't see the stamp. I don't see the check mark on the stamp. Maybe we don't have a stamp. Maybe it's a question. They got to stop and ask. Maybe they assume... 
eh, the shop probably did it. They're not as busy as we are. And then three weeks later, there's a stain on the countertop, and you're like, well, I guess the shop didn't, and I guess the installer should. Those are oversight oversights. Those typically cause drag. There's definitely a cost associated with it, but it's harder to measure. It's harder to pinpoint. It's harder to determine the dollar amount that that drag creates. It's inefficiency, and it's an enormous amount of frustration for the people who have to go back and resolve those oversights. It's big. And in most stone operations, it's there from start to finish. Now, what about mistakes? Now, I would define these as like death by a thousand cuts. These are mistakes that can be you know, basically overcome, but there is definitely a cost associated with it. Let's just get back to this edge detail. <laughs> Maybe it's the wrong edge detail that was put on the sales order. Hopefully, it's a flat polish that gets put on there, and maybe the customer wanted a radius, and you only realize that after it's already been polished and after it's already sitting on a cart. Hopefully, it's not already in the customer's kitchen, but even if it was, you can recover from that one, but there's definitely going to be a cost associated. That mistake is going to require extra work and extra expense to resolve it, but you can recover. Those can also slip through the cracks and be not quite as noticeable. What about the wrong splash? In this scenario that we talked about, well, it was tile in the kitchen, but there was supposed to be a four-inch splash on the powder vanity. Somehow it didn't get done. Oh, shoot, the customer's asking the installers, where's my backsplash? And they're like, the work order says it's tile. Customer says, I paid for <laughs> I paid for granite. Installers call back and say, they want a granite splash. Salesperson calls and says, hey, can we do tile? Customer says, no, we can't. Now you've got a couple of things going on. You may have your shop guys out in the dumpster digging through those scraps to try and find enough material to recut the splash so then the boss or maybe the production manager or maybe the install manager or maybe the shop guy can run it out to the field, hopefully salvage that. You can recover from those, but they are extremely expensive. That's why I call those death by a thousand cuts. What if your shop, working away, doing great work, phenomenal work, not making any mistakes, but they accidentally grab the job that isn't next. And they spend all that time fabricating the next job only to realize that's not the next job that's got to be done. The next job's got to be the one over there with the templates in the bay and the slabs on the rack that hasn't been cut yet. And you're like, oh, great. We're supposed to be there this morning. Not devastating. It's not like you made it out of the wrong material, but do you see what I'm talking about here? These kind of oversights. Now you got to talk to the customer. Now you got to delay. Now you got to bump. Now you got to work overtime because they were depending on those countertops being there, depending on the type of customer. Huh. Death by a thousand cuts. Those are mistakes and they're expensive. Don't get me wrong. But now let's talk about remakes, the kind of mistakes that require you to remake the countertop. These Make or break a company, fellow fabricator, ladies and gentlemen, stone shop owners, I'm telling you right now, the remakes are what we cannot afford to have in our businesses. And we're going to get to the question of then, what do we do? How do we respond? What's the path forward? How do I reduce these mistakes, these remakes? Well, we're going to talk about that. But before we do, let's talk about this. You break a countertop. Perhaps it's a quartzite. Super hard, broke your saw, but it falls apart on the seam because the the vein is so weak. You ever had that happen? Well, may I suggest a no-lift install cart with the counter handler deluxe? It would have kept that thing intact into the horizontal and onto the cabinet, but I digress. Broken countertop, you're remaking that son of a gun, especially if it's something that you can't repolish or repair, especially if the customer was standing there when the countertop broke, and they're like, "Uh, yeah, when are you going to remake that? What about the wrong material? I know I've done this. Well, I have done this. Somehow, wrong slabs got loaded, templates got laid out on those slabs, job got cut, went through production, maybe went all the way to the job site only to realize that that doesn't look like my, is that my slab? I'll never forget this lady pulling the sample out of the drawer going, wow, that doesn't, 
Is that the same material? It's like, nope, not even close. Oops. That's a complete remake. What about this? And this was the kind of thing that was literally beginning to drive me absolutely out of my mind. The inconsistent quality of so much of this crap quartz that's being distributed to fabricators like you and I and like I used to be. Even doing a thorough inspection 99% of the time where we get the slabs on the layout tables, we clean them off meticulously, we get the reflection, attempting to find any blemishes, any deflection, any defects in the surface. For whatever reason, the one time you don't check, gets all the way through production, gets into the house, and the place in the kitchen where it's the most sunlight and the most reflection, you realize, oh, great. We didn't see that blemish or that defect in the surface of the slab, and now we are having to refabricate it. Or perhaps the color doesn't match at the seams, and the customer goes, really, I paid how many thousands of dollars, and the (laughs) the counters don't even match at the seams? Those kind of remakes. Fellow fabricator, listen to me when I say this. Understand... We all deal with remakes. They're infuriating. They're so frustrating. They destroy the calendar. They destroy the schedule. They destroy morale. <laughs> it's, they're just, they're hard to recover from. But I want to emphasize this point so you understand the gravity of what it actually costs. You know, an oversight, that's drag and inefficiency. A mistake, eh, give them a discount, spend a little more time, run back out to the job site. Not quite as expensive, but remakes, think of it like this. Fellow fabricator, because you're a Fab Lab podcast listener, let's just assume because you are concerned with the business side of your fabrication shop, like many fabricators aren't, you're focused on the business, and so your profits are above average. And I'm telling you, at a 10% net profit, which you would know because you're doing your financial statements, you have a bookkeeper, you're producing financial statements, so you know at the end of the month, typically a couple of weeks into the next month, what your profit margins are. How much money do you make when you have a month. Let's just say it's 10%, which is about three times the average in this industry. 10% profit, which means after all is said and done, the cost of the overhead, your management, your labor, your materials, your consumables, your utilities, the whole nine yards, on average, you generate a 10% profit. So let's just make this easy. How many jobs do you have to do to make up for a remake, a job that has to be redone. Let's just say the cost of that job is $6,000, okay? And let's just say that you make $20,000 a month doing 20 jobs a month. So your profit is $1,000 per job. And let's just say the math is such that that, you're doing $200,000 in sales, you're making $20,000 in profit, there's your 10% profit. At $1,000 per job, and let's just say this particular job is $6,000 in cost of material and labors, and labor minus your profit margin, you actually have to do six more jobs that generate a $1,000 profit to cover the cost of that remake if you have to remake the kitchen. Now, you can break this down, but understand here, it's not just the cost of the slab. It's not just, well, I got to get a replacement slab and I got to remake it. And somehow we'll do that in overtime and we'll work really, really, really hard because we're already working really, really, really hard. We'll just work really, 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 really hard until that job's done and we'll get it in. It's not like that. You can't look at it like that, fellow fabricator. You have to look at it like this. If I make $1,000 per job and I've got $6,000 in cost to remake it, I 
to replace that lost profit because instead of making $1,000 on the job, you actually lost five. Now I have to do the next six jobs. If nothing goes wrong and there are no mistakes and you actually make $1,000 on each job, the next six jobs do not go into your pocket. They don't go into the profit. They go to cover the cost of that other remake. Fellow fabricator, do you understand what I... I'm not saying this to beat anybody up. Ask me how many countertops we remade in my business. A lot. I simply want you to understand from a business standpoint what that actually costs so that you understand how important it is to do something about it. And that leads me into this next phase of this conversation. What do you do? How do you reduce those oversights? How do you reduce those mistakes? How do you measurably reduce the kind of mistakes that create remakes? What's your recourse? Well, one recourse would be, fellow fabricator, you as the owner with the intuition and the drive and the excellence and the experience and the intuition, if you were everywhere at once, you could probably significantly reduce the number of mistakes that are made because you as the owner probably don't make many mistakes. I'm just telling you, that's the way it is. Problem is, you can't be, if your business is doing more than about four kitchens a month, you can't be at the template, at the sale, at the layout, at the saw, at the machine, at the polishing table, and in the accounting office making sure that that's done right. The fact is, if you're running a business, the very fact that you have a business with the staff means you can't be everywhere at once. So the question becomes, how do you keep these costly oversights, mistakes, and remakes from happening? How do you reduce the likelihood of that happening in your absence? That's the question. And there's the opportunity, fellow fabricator, to grow your profits by understanding how to leverage processes, procedures, protocols within your business. You can actually, and in some cases, depending on how many oversights, mistakes, and remakes you have, you can significantly grow your profits without doing any more work. And when you think about it, if you're not running around, overcoming the oversight, if you're not running around duplicating the work to recover from the mistake, if you're not running around remaking countertops, if you eliminated all that, you didn't have to do any more work. You'd actually do less work because you're not doing the rework. (laughs) You could just do the work the first time the right way. Without doing any more work, you could significantly increase your profits. And so I don't intend to get into this. I want to set the stage for this conversation, fellow fabricator, understanding what cost does to our businesses and how expensive mistakes really are when they result in remakes. All of them are expensive, remakes in particular. And it sets the stage for understanding and and, and the realization of what can be done and then thus the commitment to utilizing best practices, protocols, processes, procedures within your business to greatly increase the likelihood that those critical tasks are done correctly the first time, even though you're not there, as opposed to those oversights, mistakes, and remakes happening. So how do you do that? How do you find a way to make sure that everybody in the business knows what to do and when to do it so that you reduce your oversights, you reduce those mistakes, and you reduce those remakes? I'm glad you asked because <laughs> I think I have an answer. It may not be the only answer, but it's an answer. I'm telling you, it is to mentally make the shift to understanding that you've got to rely on more than chance. 
and intuition and subliminal messages from you that people are going to know what to do and know when. You've got to adopt the mindset that you've got to become process dependent. You've got to begin to understand that the pathway to fewer mistakes is by more clearly communicating what each position is supposed to do and when. And the great news is it's eminently possible. Any business that grows and scales and is still profitable is leveraging processes. And that's what I talked about in my book, Less Chaos, More Cash. Just to set the stage, I'm not going to tell you the book right now. I do want to tell you that you can go to my website and you can download the first three chapters of Less Chaos, More Cash. But this is what I get into. I talk about why those oversights occur because the owner typically assumes that it's obvious what needs to be done. It's obvious that you need the center line. It's obvious that you need to note on the paperwork that they've got backsplash in the powder bath and not in the kitchen. It's obvious that you need to do an inspection on the slab before you cut it. All those things in the owner's mind, it should be obvious. Fact is, until you, fellow fabricator, stone shop owner, communicate that explicitly by making it crystal clear who is responsible to perform those tasks, how they are to perform those tasks, and giving them the written instructions and the processes, i.e. checklists, to double-check their own work in your absence, that is the pathway. And that's what I wrote about in Less Chaos, More Cash. And so, fellow fabricator, this is just the beginning of a series talking about this concept, talking about this method, talking about this mindset that says the owner can significantly reduce the number of oversights, mistakes, and remakes in their business so long as they mentally shift and understand i got to become process dependent. It's got to be dependent upon more than just hope and a prayer that everybody's going to do the right thing on this job so that it goes in right and I don't have to remake it or spend the next five jobs paying for the mistakes that occurred that caused the remake. So fellow fabricator, I hope that this sets the stage for further conversations. I'm going to be talking about this into the future because it's so critical. Running a stone shop is so hard. The margins are so thin and the cost of mistakes is so catastrophic to your business and your bottom line. It requires that we revisit this. It requires that we become process dependent so that our businesses thrive in our absence and we can have the kind of life we dreamed about when we started our business in the first place. So ladies and gentlemen, I'm so glad you tuned into this episode. Obviously, I'm passionate about it. I lived this experience for 23 years and I want to share it with you. And I want to share with you that there's hope. There's opportunity, there's growth. You can improve in this area and you can see measurable reductions in those oversights, mistakes, and remakes if you become process dependent. So if you haven't got my book, Less Chaos, More Cash, make sure you visit AaronCrowley.com. You can download the first three chapters for free. I hope you go do that and I hope you'll tune in next time for the next episode of the Fab Lab Podcast. Until then, happy fabricating.